0: Coming up this week, I'm on call with Insignia. I dare say that we are one of very few high-growth tech startups that is even profitable and it's across all metrics. Vidar, operating profit, and adjusted net profits. At, at the heart of what we do is we sell trust. The idea is to cross sell as many products. We recognize that it's easier to build trust in the used car ecosystem if we can learn and work with the best minds.
1: Hi folks welcome back to On Call with Insignia where we go on call with leaders innovating the future of Southeast Asia as we like to call it as innovation. I'm your host Paolo Aquino and we are here in today's episode with Caro's CFO Ernest Chu. So for our long time listeners you may remember Ernest from a previous episode we had with him almost two years ago now. And he had just joined the company then in the midst of the pandemic. And it was really a great conversation, learning more about how Cairo was able to swiftly navigate those waters and come out really strong. And now this year, there's a lot more that has happened with the company. And for those following the news, you may have already seen the headlines that this, just this week, as of this recording, that Cairo achieved its best quarterly profitability since inception this Q1 of financial year 2024. This episode, we'll be really excited to talk more about that. What is really happening behind the curtain and how Cairo has been able to engineer that profitability while still growing at scale as a venture-backed company. Yeah, thank you for coming back on the show again, Ernest, great to have you on. Thank you, Paolo, great pleasure. Thank you for joining us on this call. Make sure you get notified on when to dial in by following us wherever you're listening to us. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, toss in a like, and let us know if you'd like to hear more of this topic in the comments. Let's tune in. Yeah, so I think we can just hit it off the park and start with a rundown of all the highlights from the past year that really shaped the trajectory of Cairo and led to this very headline that I just mentioned, the best quarter in terms of profitability for Cairo.
0: Thank you. Yes, indeed. We reported record profits last quarter. We reported record EBITDA, which was 3x the entire full year last year. We are well on track to achieve more than 10x full year EBITDA compared to our entire last financial year. On top of that, we grew our gross profit margins. We pretty much doubled that to close to mid-teens. We achieved positive operating profits and even positive adjusted net profits we were well ahead of in terms of meeting our profit targets. I dare say that we are one of very few high-growth tech startups that is even profitable, and it's across all metrics. EBITDA, operating profit, and adjusted net profits. And reflecting back, it's been a pretty incredible last 12 months since mid-last year, where we shifted years. We are amongst the first to pivot towards optimizing to achieve positive and profitability whilst maintaining strong, reasonable revenue growth. A couple of things I would highlight that we've been very focused on. So number one, increasing unit economics. I'll say it's not very difficult to build a fast-growing business that burns even more money as it grows. But it's pretty darn hard to build a sustainable company with strong, profitable growth. Simply put, if a company generates $1 of revenue but incurs $2 of cost, then anyone could do this. Secondly, optimizing productivity. We took a very long, hard look at whether every part of our business and OPEC structure is creating or destroying value. Are we busy digging our graves or are we busy building skyscrapers? We built various dashboards to track improve processes, automate, and multiply productivity. Number three, I'll say building up our ancillary and recurring income streams. In the last few quarters, nearly 60% per- of our gross profit comes from ancillaries, which are mostly very sticky recurring income. Number four, I would say building liquidity chests. Uh, wh- wh- whatever we've built will come to a standstill if we don't watch our cash positions, our total liquidity, as well as current and future cash flows. We simply cannot avoid the topic around cash flows. The key word across all things that we do is balance, not overgrowing and burning excessively on one end, nor becoming extremely profitable above all else, destroying customer satisfaction, etc.
1: Yeah, I really like that point on cash flows and really the keyword of balance. It's not just about becoming profitable, but also scaling a business as well, because Cairo has been indeed growing really fast over the years, but still able to achieve profitability, as we've mentioned. I did want to double down on that third point that you brought up, which is really building up your ancillary and recurring income streams. You mentioned it represents nearly 60% of your gross profit. And you even noted in, in a press release prior to this latest one, that Cairo would still be profitable without even selling a single car. And even today with that recent milestone on the Q1 profitability, you also talked about how Cairo is under no pressure to sell more just to meet profitability targets. I wanted for you to really discuss this whole concept of building an ecosystem business. For those watching the podcast, you can see in Ernest's background, that whole AI-driven car buying experience and how Cairo has been able to really develop this ecosystem at scale and benefit from these ancillaries. In contrast, I would say to many companies that we're seeing in headlines today that have had to scale down, close some business units to be able to, to focus on their core business in today's environment.
0: At the heart of what we do is we sell trust. The idea is to cross sell as many products. For instance, financing, where we get commissions or monthly interest, we cross sell insurance and target yearly renewals. To build products and services that our customers love and capture and capture returning customers, including after sale services every six months. And as I said, insurance renewals every year. Whatever car that we sell, whatever product that we sell, we always look to somehow cross sell and upsell. Essentially, many of the things we do strengthens and reinforces the customer lifetime value. Last quarter, our annual gross profit. Grew nearly 200% for mobility, nearly 150% for after sales, and 50% each for financing and insurance. We don't operate the businesses in silo. We look to synergies and, as I said, building a very sustainable, sticky revenue income stream.
1: I think the key word is really experience, building that experience and that trusted experience, as you mentioned at, at the beginning which means that everything has to be connected. And we do have a lot of finance professionals listening in to our podcast, and I'm sure they'd be curious to learn more about what this means from, we talk about it from a product and a user experience kind of perspective, but how about from a finance perspective as well, what are some of the considerations or maybe even pitfalls to take note of when growing a business like Cairo with multiple ancillaries? Maybe you can share a little bit from your perspective as CFO.
0: At the surface, our platform-based business model seems... Uh, Quite straightforward, uh, very intuitive. Uh, Whenever we sell a product or service, we want to be able to cross-sell and upsell more products across our ecosystem to improve overall unit economics and build recurring income streams. We want to build a flywheel which powers all our business so that we don't operate in silos, as I said earlier. We monitor attachment rates very closely so that we can attach more and more products. We want to make sure that we capture value across the entire ownership and usership lifecycle, end-to-end and digitally. From a finance perspective, uh, there are a couple of things to be mindful of. Whilst complementary and interlinked, the operating drivers of each businesses, each business are quite different. Uh, For instance, to sell a car profitably, the key drivers are competitively sourced by vehicles, cost-competitive reconditioning effective marketing, note, not extensive marketing that some of our peers deploy, conversion, aging of vehicles. To be able to cross-sell financing, uh, we will need competitive bank financing lines, strong product positioning and attachment rates, uh, effective collection, and recovery processes. Or for that matter, to cross-sell insurance, we will need a very differentiating insurtech platform. Uh, We need to bring on board strong insurance partners with market leading products, good traffic, improve attachment rates, particularly for renewals. The operating drivers for after sales and mobility segments are also different. Then you multiply these four, five segments across all the geographies we are in. it, It can get a bit more complex, but at the same time, we just need to be mindful and really understand what's happening. All this whilst ensuring that the OPEX is lean and there is no duplication of costs in the various business segments. So the key point here is it's incredibly important, even in the finance function, to build a very strong commercial understanding of building a lean business. Secondly, what I'll say as well from a finance perspective is watch the p cash flows, and liquidity very carefully. Now, the businesses will have higher ramp-up costs and capital requirements, whilst some which are profitable from the beginning will require much more working capital at the start. They will take time to build financial track records that banks want to see before they consider lending at competitive rates. For that matter, equity shareholders will also want to see the upside. So this means I will have to watch like a hawk whether cash flow Out is creating value or going to waste. In many times, pacing and balancing growth versus capital allocation appropriately is critical to the survival of every startup.
1: Yeah, again, going back to that keyword of balance, which you mentioned earlier. And also, I really like what you brought up with needing to have that strong commercial understanding in order to really build a lean but fast-growing business. Another part of the ecosystem that Cairo is building, the experience that Cairo is building, goes beyond the ancillaries and towards the company's ability to make strategic investments and partnerships. The latest of which in the headlines has been with InsurTech, ZA Tech, as well as a blue chip company, established automotive player, JCNC, Jardines. So can you share with us how Cairo's approach to strategic investments and partnerships over the years fits into this whole ecosystem play? Maybe you could share a couple of examples over the years prior to ZATEC and JCNC.
0: Sure. We are indeed one of very few startups invested by Blue Chip strategic partners, like and one of the largest Asian conglomerates. Mitsubishi, one of the Japanese, one of the largest Japanese trading houses. MSIG, one of the largest global insurers. Diabi Highcom, a key Malaysian automotive powerhouse which owns Proton. The more recent recent strategic investment by Jardines represents a powerful validation by one of the largest Asian-based groups with strong automotive experience. Uh, we are working with Jardines across multiple areas in Indonesia, where Jardines has a dominant automotive position in Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, and other future overlapping geographies. Generally, our strategic partners, be Jardines or others, they are centered around supply Ecosystem-driven ancillaries, tech enablement, digitalization amongst others. We also secured an investment from ZA Tech, which is working with us to strengthen our IntraTech platform across the region. We are indeed humble and honored to have giants alongside us in our journey.
1: Yeah, definitely a lot of giants that you have mentioned that Cairo has had the privilege of partnering with over the years and continue to be very valued partners for the company. So I'm wondering what is the thought process or what have been the key considerations behind evaluating and then setting up these opportunities for Cairo's success?
0: I I think at the heart of it, we are very partnership-driven. We embrace partnership wholeheartedly. We recognize that it's easier to build trust in the card ecosystem If we can learn and work with the best partners, for instance, in insurance, we have learned significantly from MSIG and ZA Tech, strengthening our InsurTech platform.
1: Yeah, you, with MSIG and ZA Tech, you have a very, a more, even more holistic uh, view in in terms of how you're able to strengthen uh, Cairo's InsurTech business. So there's definitely uh, that build up there in terms of capabilities for the company. I, I w- I'm i also curious to know how these partnerships are strengthened over time. Of course, these are not just like one-off transactions, but really you evolve over time as well. And how does this eventually tie back uh, into Cairo's profitability narrative and, and growth? Yeah, you're
0: right that these partnerships are not uh, meant to be transactional. They are meant to be holistic and it's meant to be long-running. Now, you know, it's very important to build partnerships that leverage on each other's strength to deliver a strategic win-win outcome. That is the tenet of sustainable partnerships. For instance, uh, how can we help our new car dealer partners to sell more new vehicles by providing used car vehicle trading solutions? Or how do we uh, help them navigate and address inventory management? These are sort of things that we have complementary strengths in that we lean on each other we learn and we grow together up next on next week's call firstly for sure EV is coming but it doesn't always mean jumping on the bandwagon to sell EVs startup life is not for the faint-hearted don't apply the circulator if the business is not having a heart attack this is a real encouragement for all of us. Um, it's not just me, but um, I think it's a real validation of um, everyone, everyone's effort um, in, in driving home and, and trying to build a very sustainable, great tech startup. And again, I don't say this lightly. You rarely hear these words strung together in a single sentence. Thank you for joining us on this call
1: and stay tuned for our continuation of Ernest's call next Tuesday. Make sure you get notified on When to Dial and by following us wherever you're listening to us. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, toss in a like, and let us know if you'd like to hear more of this topic in the comments. See you all in our next call.